הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שודרנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש ומשר בארץ המה הוא יפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו למנחנו ומקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגה נא נח נחמן נחמן ואומן זכותם תגן עלינו והכל ישראל אמן בעזרת השם תראה ויהודו תורה נ"ח תורה פפטיעי Ita, Lishon Rabbeinu Zichon Rachad, this is directly from the manuscript of Rabbeinu, the language of Rabbeinu himself. Ita Bezor Bereshit, it's brought in the Zohar in Parashat Bereshit. Tzelaz Nafkin Mechad, it says over there, three emerge from one. Chad Bitlat Kaima, one is maintained by three. Chad Al Ben Teren, one ascends between two. Teren Yanki Lechad, two provide for one. Chad Yanik Lechama Sitrin. One provides for a number of different directions. Okay. This one is very, very deep, very vague. We're going to set that aside and come back to it later. Hainu. That is, These three things which were graced, graced with in the desert, the be'er, the well, the anan, the cloud, and the man, the bread from the heavens, all of them returned in the merit of Moshe. I concealed the three shepherds in a single month. As brought in Zechariah, chapter 11, verse 8. But did all three die in the same month? They were referencing all three, Moshe Rabbeinu, Aharon, HaKohen, and Miriam. All three, the three siblings. That... We know that Miriam represented the Be'er, the well. Aaron represented the Anan, the cloud. And the man was the asset of Moshe Rabbeinu. So, it says in Zechariah that Hashem concealed the three shepherds in a single month. But what happened? Did all three of them die in the same month? The Chachamim answered that with the passing of Aaron and Miriam, the cloud and the uh, well dissipated. They left. But they returned in the merit of Moshe Rabbeinu. But when Moshe passed away in the month of Adar, then all three left. The well, the anan, the cloud, and the man. It was as, it was as if all three of these shepherds, Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam, died in one month. And this is what it says, Three emerge from one. Meaning that the three referencing the well, the cloud, and the man, the bread, was because, were, existed because of one person, meaning that they were all maintained and a part of Am Yisrael. Because of Moshe Rabbeinu, as long as Moshe was alive, these three still existed. We see three emerge from one, meaning three are dependent upon one Moshe. Moshe had his soul embodied of the three forefathers. His soul embodied all three forefathers. And Moshe had the power to draw down these three influxes. The well of living water. This represents Avraham Avinu. So now we're discussing the well, the first one. This represents Avraham. The waters of kindness. And Avraham, we know, began to dig wells. The clouds represent Yitzchak. This represents darkness. Anan, 
cloud and mist as is brought down in Dvarim chapter 4, these three um, descriptions. Darkness, cloud, and mist, Bechinat, as it says in Bereshit, that Yitzchak's eyes grew dim and couldn't see. And we know Yitzchak almost became, was blinded. This is the same idea as the cloud, the cloud which is a mist, it's a darkness. You can't, not, it's not clear sight. So this is Yitzchak Avinu. Uman Zebchinat Yaakov, the man, the man represents Yaakov, Bechinat Lichot Yaakov Amo. As it says in Tehillim, to nourish his people, Yaakov. This aspect of nourishing, which is the man. Moshe and Moshe, Moshe, who is encompassed of all the three forefathers, Moshe sat beside the well. also said about Moshe, Moshe went inside the cloud. also said about Moshe and Moshe Rabbeinu said to them, Am Yisrael, this is the bread. So you see Moshe Rabbeinu has a connection to all three. Moshe sat beside the well, Moshe entered the cloud, and Moshe told Am Yisrael about this bread, this man. The Hudaika, Hudaika, him specifically, Ka'e al-Moshe Be'atmo, referring to Moshe Rabbeinu himself. Meaning, what did Moshe Rabbeinu say? Hu halechem, this is the bread. It's not hu halechem, this is the bread. As if to tell them, this is what you guys are going to eat. But he's saying, who? Moshe is saying that me, myself, who? Me being Moshe Rabbeinu, I am the bread. Meaning what? That in his merit they ate the man. And Moshe said to them that he is the bread. That's the way we should translate it. And in the future, at the time of reincarnation, Moshe will get up and be encompassed of the three avot, just as before. That which was, will be. And we know that the first acronym, the first letters, Ma Shehayahu, is um, Moshe. Take the first letters of that phrase, Ma, Mem, Shehayah, Shin, Hu, Hey, that's Moshe. Behold, you will lie with your forefathers, Behold, you lie with your forefathers, they come and get up. Meaning what? That he's going to get up embodying the three of them. And this is what it says in the Zohar HaKadosh over there. That one is maintained by three. That Moshe Rabbein was maintained by the three Avot, being that he is encompassed of all three. And the strength that he derives from embodying the three forefathers, he would he was able to fight against Amalek with this strength. Bifrinat says Nekamrit, a vengeful sword to wreak vengeance for the covenant. Hembrit uh, for the Avot represent the covenant. Bechinat Vezacharti et Beriti Yaakov. Um as it says over there, that and I remember the covenant of Yaakov, and it also says this about Yitzchak, and it also says this about Abraham, in the verse. But Amalek they defiled their covenant. They polluted you upon the way. This is the pollution of the Brit. This, which, this verse is said about Amalek that they tried Amalek that they tried polluting Am Yisrael, I mean they tried making us fall 
in the Brit. That one ascent between two. This is the war of Amalek. That it says about this war. That Aaron and Chuch supported Moshe's hand. One supported um, this, this hand and the other one supported the other hand. That we see here. Aaron and Chuch are standing on the sides of Moshe Rabbeinu, so we see that one ascent between two, where the two are Aaron and Chor. And with this, that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to subdue the, 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 the husk of Amalek and rectify the covenant, he merited the aspect of what? The bread will be double what they gather daily. This is a reference to Shabbat. On Friday, they are going to collect um, double the amount for Shabbat as well. So Moshe Rabbeinu, because he subdued Amalek and rectified the priest, he was able to merit double. Or that he brought down this concept of double portion. And Yosef, about whom it says that he merited to, to, to guard the covenant, it says about Moshe, uh, Yosef uh, Tzadik, that Paro wrote him in the second royal chariot. What Mirkevet Hamishne? Mishne is the Lechem Mishne, the double portion that we see about the man. We see this language of Mishne with regard to Paro riding him upon this chariot, this second chariot. Hanu Mishne meaning this portion, this double portion, what they gather daily. That when one guards the covenant, they merit this double influx, this double shefa, this double abundance. This is what it means. To sustain one. That's to provide for one. That meaning Shabbat receives from Yosef, who is Lechem Mishneh, who is double bread for Yosef, merited the Brit Kodesh, which is the double portion. So we see Shabbat is sustained by the concept of two, which is Yosef who merits the Brit. Hanu Mishneh Torah, what's the double bread? This is Mishneh Torah. Mechinat ve'ayesh ha'ashuim yom yom. As it says in Mishle, I was a source. I was a source of daily. I was a source of daily uh, delights. And now only that Shabbat is able to give influx to all the other world. It says in But you may eat the produce of the land Shabbat. That one sustains many different directions. One is able to provide for many different directions. This is Shabbat Kodesh. Which is the source of delight. This idea. Sorry, which is this aspect of um, the Shabbat that's able to give influx to all the other worlds. That's what it means. So, we see all these interconnected ideas. And now we explained the Zohar that Rabbanu brings at the beginning. And this is what it says. That through that comes these three influxes. Which ones? Shehem achilau bushim. Which represent what? Food, drink, and malbushim garments. Kibok lulim, since they are encompassed in it. Meaning that these three are encompassed within da'at. Food, drink, and garments. 
בבחינת אצל משלי לכו לחמו ולחמי. Come and eat my bread. בחינת אכילה, this represents the אכילה, בחינת מן הכלוא בדעת התורה. This represents the מן, which is encompassed within the דעת, the knowledge of the Torah. So we see that these three influxes, the מן, the באר, and the ינן, the מן, the cloud, and the well, are representative of the eating, the drinking, and the מלבושים, the, the garments. And all three of these are encompassed within the aspect of that. So we see the man is encompassed within the da'at of the Torah, which is the aspect of Akhila eating. Drinking is also encompassed within da'at. Let all those who are thirsty come to the water. This is the well. So drink running water from your well. Running water from your well. This is the aspect of drinking. Which is the Be'ech. Malbushim garments. Bifrinat simla lecha. Katsin tiyelano. It says, In Nisha simla lecha. You have clothing. Katsin tiyelano. You will be our leader. Bifrinat anan. This represents the cloud. Bifrinat levush. This is the garment. Bifrinat besumi anan levush. It says in Eyov. Besumi anan levush. When I clothed it in a cloud. So we see that the aspect of clothing has to do with the anan. That the Yanan was the clothing for this thing as it brought in Ayov. So we see that these three are encompassed within the Da'at. Vezot Tlat Nafki Mechada, we say, this is what it means when it says three emerge from one. That these three, the Be'er, the Anan and the Ma'in, sorry, the Be'er, Anan and the Man, and these three, which represent the Achilash Tiyan Mabushim, are encompassed within Da'at. So this is what it's in the door. Tlat Nafki Mechada, three emerge from one. It all emerges from Da'at. And the essential maintaining of Da'at, how does one maintain Da'at? Through the forefathers, which represent kindness, strict judgment, the splendor. Yaakov. The Chesed that we're talking about, what is Chesed? That we know that through Chesed, one is able to maintain Da'at. What is Chesed? This is the aspect of Avraham. That what is Avraham? Avraham represents the concept that one needs to teach one's own wisdom to others and to bring them under the wings of the divine presence. And the Torah of loving kindness upon her tongue. This is one who studies on the condition to teach. This is Torah Chesed. What's Torah Chesed? The Torah of kindness? One who studies in order to give it to others. As it says in Bereshit, chapter 12, the soul that they had done, that they had made in Haran. We see that Avram Avinu and Sarah were engaged within this work to bring people who were far out, far from God, back close to Hashem. This is the aspect of Torah Chesed. As we see, that Torah Chesed is one who studies in order to teach Avraham is Chesed. So this is the aspect of Chesed. Gevura is in the sense that What is Gevura? Strict judgment. This is one who gives priority to his fear of sin before his wisdom. He values fear of sin before Chochma. This is what we see in Pirkei Avot. This is Yitzchak. Tif Eret is one who is very precise on how to Release his wisdom, so that it should not be despised. 
the words of the mouth of the wise man, Chen, finds favor. That's what it says, one um, is maintained by three. That Da'at is maintained by the, the Avot, Chesed Gvuratiferet. When Chokhmah is maintained and it's in a perfect and, and it's in it perfect state, then Chokhmah is in the aspect of one that ascends between two. That one is able to fight the wars of God. As it says in Kohelet, good is wisdom, better is wisdom. Than weapons of war. Wisdom is better than weapons. So we see that wisdom is able to fight the wars. And then one, and then, when one subdues all the enemies, all the adversaries, all those who chase after the weak people in Am Yisrael, those who don't have much strength in Am Yisrael, and then they bring them to serve Hashem, Meaning those people who are engaged and bringing people who are far inside the settlement, close to Hashem. Through this, he merits a double portion of Chidushim on Shabbat. Or he merits to, 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 to give novel ideas of the Torah on Shabbat. Aspect of double portion. This is the Mishneh Torah. Which is what? A folded scroll. Megillah Afa, folded scroll. As we said above, um, two Teren Yankin Nechad. Um, the two provide for one, two sustain one. This aspect of Lechem Mishneh, which sustains this concept of oneness, which is the Shabbat. Bechinat Cherev Pifiot. What is the two? The aspect of the double-edged sword. Meaning through the the sword that is vengeance. Zochel Efish Nine. He merits a double portion. Bechinat Nechem Mishneh. This this um, double portion of bread. Veshabat Meshaleh and then Shabbat sends all its illuminations to all the levels in the aspect of what it says that one sustains many different directions and now Shabbat is able to bring healings to the soul and healings to the body it says in Shemot chapter 21 he must pay for the victims Inactivity. Um, and provide for his complete cure. These two cures come through Shabbat. Why the two types of healing it says over there? The aspect of Shabbat which has two types of refuot. The refuot of the nefesh and the refuot of the goof. So we see that Shabbat um is able to sustain many different directions. And we know that the Chidushim is a double portion on Shabbat. So you see two ascend between, um, that one ascend between two, that Shabbat ascend between the two, meaning the two um, 
portion, the double portion of Chidushim, and then Shabbat is able to stay in many different directions. And the reason why the Chacham, the wise man, is able to bring this influx of double portion of bread, as we saw above, this aspect of Yosef, because through his merit, he merited also the portion of his friend. If he merits, he takes his portion and the portion of his friend as well. And when the day of Shabbat comes, and his soul is encompassed within the day of Shabbat, it says, For on that day, God ceased working and he rested. Then he's able to give a double portion to the day of Shabbat. So we see that the resting is this aspect of encompassing oneself within the, the day of Shabbat. And then he merits a double portion. And through the illumination of Shabbat, the world is awakened to do teshuvah from love, to return to Hashem from the concept of love. Not through fear, but love. Ki Shabbat For Shabbat represents returning to God. And you shall return unto Hashem your God. That Shabbat is Ahava, and Shabbat comes from Ahava strength. It says in Shira Shirim, the love of Ta'anugim, of delight. Ki Ahava bami Ta'anug Shabbat. For love comes from the Ta'anug, the delighting of Shabbat. It says in You shall call Shabbat Oneg, delight. Shabbat is all this idea of oneg. That teshuvah from love is the aspect of the double bread portion. The one who acts out of love, we know in the Gemara, it says over there, as we're going to see right here, that this one is reference to love and this one is reference to fear, meaning what? It's in the Gemara Sota. Greater is the one who does teshuvah from love than the one who does teshuvah from fear. That the one who does teshuvah out of love, his merit will abide for 2,000 generations. Sorry, that the one who does from fear, his merit will abide for 1,000 generations. And the one who does it out of love, will, um, his merit will abide for 2,000 generations. Fear, 1,000. Love, 2,000. So we see that through Teshuvah from love, you do kindness to 2,000 generations. Not just 1,000 generations, which is the aspect of one portion, but 2,000. You have two portions through the Onik Shabbat, which is Teshuvah. Through the love of Shabbat. So what do we say about Shabbat? It's Onik. And what's Onik? Ahava bitanugim into the Shirashim. So we see that Onik is Ahava. What's Shabbat? Teshuvah. So we see that Ahava, Teshuvah me Ahava is 2,000 uh, generations, which is the Shabbat's double portion, as we explained. Then all those who are upright in the generation are healed. And repent, and he will be healed. Because beforehand, they endured suffering. It says, He bore our sickness. Not only that, People also will admire them. Mifkinat it says in Shirashim, Mayafit umana amt. What is it? It says in Shirashim, Mayafit umana amt. How 
beautiful, how pleasant you are. Meaning what? Meaning through the love of the delight, meaning through Teshuvah Me'ahava. Meaning, once you have teshuvah and ahava, you have yafit and naams, you have pleasantness and beauty in the eyes of creation. That all creatures will see you as beautiful and pleasant. But what? Beforehand, you're in what? He was without handsomeness or beauty. That's in Yeshaya. This is before he did teshuvah. As we see, once he does teshuvah, he will be healed. But before the suffering, there's the sickness is still there. But once they do the tshuva, they'll be admired, they'll have this beauty, etc., etc. And when these upright people of the generation are beautified and honored in the eyes of everyone, as I call a then each and every per, each and every one of the upright people of the generation will be able to understand according to how how high his level of up, uprightness is that the chacham of the generation the one the, the one tzaddik the one chacham of the generation already brought influx on the day of Shabbat this aspect of this double bird portion they will understand that um, the Chacham of the generation already brought this double portion to the day of Shabbat. Because each and every person, according to how upright he is, receives um, beauty and splendor. According to however um, beautiful he is. According to however upright he is. And the same is true of how much um, greatness he is given by the eyes of those of uh, of people, how much honor he is given by people. Yofi, and this beauty, and this greatness, is a mark, a sign, a hint, a residue about this Mishneh Torah. It's a residue of this Mishneh Torah, this double portion of Torah. It says in Tehilim, how Tzion the mountain of Tzion, on the northern side. How? What mountain? This is represents greatness. Flee from your mountain like a bird. What's a mountain? This is your. This is Malchut, kingship and Gdula and greatness. That greatness is a sign, a mark for the northern side. Upon the roundness of your thighs, it says in Shira Shirim. What is the roundness of your thighs? Torah Tuna. The hidden Torah. The Torah that is hidden. The thighs which are usually covered. The same is true of the Torah that is hidden. Tsefuna. What's Tsefuna comes word? Tsafon. On the northern side. So we see that Torah is greatness. This aspect of the northern side, this mountain. This is what it's in Yeshaya. If you turn back your foot on account of Shabbat, Meaning what? Meaning Tashuv. Meaning Teshuvah through Teshuvah Shabbat, which comes through the aspect of Shabbat. Meaning Tashuv mi Shabbat. Meaning Teshuvah comes from the concept of Shabbat. As we said, Shabbat has the words Teshuvah in it. So through the Teshuvah, which comes from the concept of Shabbat, one is able to draw down the northern side. What's the northern side? This is the, the legs that we talked about. If you turn your feet, what's the feet? The rounded thighs. 
as we said above, which is the hidden Torah. The hidden Torah means the Torah of the northern side, Tsefuna, hidden comes from the word Tsefon, northern. So we see the thighs represent the north, the north, this mountain, this greatness, this Malchut. Each and every person, according to his uprightness, can nitzayen v'nitzamenetzlo. Um, according to his uprightness, he receives the mark and the sign in order to receive afterwards within the markings of prominence, of prominence of greatness. This northern side that we're talking about. For the greatness of these upright men of the generation is the aspect of what? Is the vessel for the novelties of Torah. Mifrenat, it says, um, we stop, um, the Rabbanu stopped here. He didn't explain how. We see that it's a little choppy at the end, this idea that we're missing something here, that we're supposed to bring a verse, the Rabbanu will prove how, um, how this greatness of the of the of these upright people of the generation becomes a vessel to to make novelties in the Torah, Rabban was going to prove that. But we saw at the end of lesson fifty seven that Rabbi Nathan said, with regard to this section, lesson fifty eight, and within lesson fifty seven, also section lesson fifty nine, that there's something missing on purpose because Rabbanu didn't see. Uh, Rabbanu saw that he did not want to reveal it um, for his most awesome intentions. Why we have no idea. But that is something that Rabbeinu did. That he took it out. He didn't want Rabbi Nathan to copy it and to explain it. So, there's something missing here. And we continue. And these upright people of the generation, Rabbeinu is explaining now what these upright people have to do with the greatness that they receive. They need to contemplate very much with the grandeur and the beauty and the greatness that comes to them. That they should not fall into arrogance. Because sometimes when the generation doesn't guard their mouths, then they don't have the power in their hands to receive the concept of Shabbat as we said above. This aspect that the Kshere Ador can receive from Shabbat. Um... This concept of Ahava Mitanugim, the Tshuva Me'ahava, etc., this concept of Shabbat, that they are not able to receive this concept of Shabbat if they um, don't guard their mouth. For Shabbat depends upon the guarding of one's speech. It says about Shabbat that one should not speak of mundane matters. That your speech of Shabbat should not be like your speech of the weekday. So we see that when they don't guard their mouths, nonetheless, even though the clever people of the generation bring influx to the Shabbat, which is what, what Shabbat, Teshuvah that we said above, we see that this illumination of Tshua is damaged by them. Why? For the fact that they did not guard their mouths. Then the grandeur, the splendor, the greatness that comes to these upright people of the generation is damaged. And they become prideful. 
That's the damaging. And this is what it says in Tehilim. The sin of their mouths is the word of their lips. They become trapped in their pride. Meaning through the sin of speech, they are trapped in the sin of pride. They're in the transgression of pride. As we see in this verse in Tehilim. The sin of their mouth then leads them to be trapped by pride. This is the exile of the Divine Presence. What's the Divine Presence? Greatness. Why? For the Divine Presence represents Malchut. And what's greatness? Malchut also. Kingship. We know the kingship is the Shekhinah. This is when the Shekhinah goes into Galut. Whenever it's blemished. And um, as we see with this concept of pride. That this Malchut doesn't isn't used in holiness, it has this aspect of pride, God forbid. This is an explanation of the Gemara Shabbat. Why are the heads of those people from Babel, from Mesopotamia, oval? Why are their heads oval? It's in the Gemara Shabbat, there's a question that they ask. For the, the, the reason being, because they have no trained midwives. So what does this mean? Now Rabbanu is going to explain. Bavliim. These people from Babel. From Iraq, etc. What's Babel? Those, the generation that blemished Be'adibur in speech. Bechinat, why is Babel? Uh, this aspect of blemish in speech. Kisham balal Hashem sfat kol ha'aret. Because over there, Hashem mixed up the speech of all the earth. That's why it's called Bavel. Over there, in that area. See, this as the Baral is also playing the words Bavel. Um, for over there, Hashem mixed up the speech of the earth. We see that there's um, this concept of speech is damaged. A blemish in speech that it's not clear. And their heads, what's, what does it mean that their heads? Why are their heads? Why are the heads of those people from Bavel? So, what do the heads mean? See that Bavel is a confusion, is a blemish in speech. What is Rashahem, their heads? These are the leaders or the upright people of the generation. Segal Galot, what does it mean? Ovo? Hanu Segol Galut. Segal Galot is a play on the words if you split it up. Segol Galut. Segol is Segol, this we know Segol represents this um, this punctuation, this vowel point part of the Torah. It has three dots in the form of an upside down triangle. As you see in the Segol, if you look at the um, the first when you whenever you pronounce Segol, um, the S sound is this Segol that we're talking about. This upside down triangle. This segol represents grandeur and manchut and kingship. How do we know this? Because segol comes from the phrase segulat menachim, the treasure of kings. Segulat from the word segol. What is the treasure of kings? This is the exile of the shekhinah. Whenever this splendor um, is blemished. And now these people, this malchut becomes trapped in pride. Meaning these ksheri ador, who are these rashehen, these heads, 
that we were talking about. When they become segal galot, meaning segol, which represents malchut, galut. When this segol, when this malchut of theirs becomes goes into the galut, why? Um, because they blemish speech. So we see here, segol galut, segol represents malchut, galut meaning that the malchut, the shechina, goes into exile. How? Because we blemish speech, God forbid. Bavel, this concept that Hashem mixed up the language, the languages. And this is why it's in the Gemara, the response, because they have no trained midwives. That's why the heads of these people from Babel are oval. When it says Chayot, these midwives, this is the asset of Shabbat, for Chayot comes the word Chayim. That what? Those who taste Shabbat, Chayim Zachu, merit life. Bechinat Shuvah, this is Hanah, this is the aspect of Teshuvah that we said above. Bechinat Shuvu Vichyu, as it said in Yechezkel, return Vichyu and live. Bechinat Rafuah, this is healing, meaning this life that is restored to a person because he's done Teshuvah now. He has now healing. Kemosh Gatuva, it said in Yeshaya, Vatachlimeni Utchayeni. You've restored me to health. And you brought me to life. Meaning, why are the heads of these people from Bavel round? Because they don't receive their life force, which is what Shabbat, as we say about Shabbat, that those who taste it merit life. So we see that they don't receive their vitality from the Shabbat. Meaning that they don't receive, sorry, they don't receive their vitality, which is the aspect of Shabbat. See that Shabbat is vitality. They don't receive their vitality from who? Those who are the wise of the generation, the wise men of the generation, from the concept of Moshe, for it's impossible for them to receive the concept of Shabbat. The aspect of Teshuvah, from this wise man we were talking about, except by means of guarding one's tongue, one's speech. For the generation, which are the aspect of Bavli'im, those people from Bavel, that they don't receive the life force from um, that they don't receive their life force, which is Shabbat. Through this, their head, meaning what? So through this, their heads are their heads are oval, meaning what? That the heads of the generation, these upright people, that their malchut um, is blemished and they the Malchut, the Shekhinah, falls into Galut because of their blemish speech. Their grandeur is in Galut. Their their memshah, their rulership is in Galut. Meaning that their Malchut is blemished. This is the exile of the, the Divine Prince we're talking about. When these Kshagadah succumb to pride, God forbid. You see here that the, the Galut of the Shekhinah can be caused through this concept of pride. Which stems from a blemish in speech. Um, so, just may we not fall into such things. This lesson is obviously very deep, plays on many different levels. There's lots of verses here that connect and are intertwined together. Um, definitely worth looking into it again and looking inside the lesson to see the nuances of how Abenu uses the words and how he plays with the letters and how the most awesome stuff is happening right under our eyes. Um, as we see with Segal Golet, how this Gemara, which seems very, very 
almost un, like unimportant how Rabbeinu gives an entire Torah just through this one, this one line in Gemara. It's, it's something beyond, beyond our imagination, beyond our, beyond the grasp of our intelligence. So Bizzat Hashem, may we uh, continue with the lessons and God willing, next class we will do Torah 59.